Good day and welcome to today's Dr. Anyoha's podcast. Today, I am going to be talking about autism, also known as autism spectrum disorder. The reason why I wanted to talk about autism is to alert parents not to delay either evaluation or a referral. When I mean referral, I mean letting a child see the local birth to three program in the community or where they live. This is important because many times I've come across parents who kept delaying or denying that their child might be at risk for autism or that the child has symptoms or early symptoms of autism and decided not to take the child for evaluation or referral until the child was three years old or four years old and going through preschool program. But then many of the overt signs of autism are there in the child. Symptoms such as repetitive hand movements, ringing of the hands, hyperactivity, poor social skills, not socializing, not communicating, not talking. No child should wait that long before they are taken for evaluation. No child should wait that long before intervention is started. So this podcast is to alert parents of the value of early intervention. The earlier your child is seen and screened for autism, the better the outcome because then the child could be exposed to speech therapy, occupational therapy, and also learning some social skills. All these early interventions are better when done early, when the children are still infants and toddlers. There's no need to wait until the child is four or three to begin early intervention. Having said that, what is autism? And what causes autism? Well, we don't fully know what causes autism spectrum disorder. The much we know now is that autism has some genetic basis which affects the brain, especially the areas of brain that deals with social skills, speech, and communication, as well as emotions. That is the much we know about autism. The relationship between autism and vaccine has been disproven. In other words, there's no scientific basis to suspect that autism is caused by vaccination. It is remarkable to me that many parents worry about their children's social, emotional development and cognitive development when they fail to talk. When the words are not coming up, when the words are not there, when they're not using their words, that's when most parents begin to worry about their children's development. Usually it is around age 15 months. At age 15 months, children are supposed to have about three to six words. When they turn 18 months, they should have a vocabulary explosion up to 30 to 50 words. When that does not occur, the parents become worried and anxious 
And that is when they actually, a lot of them begin to wonder what is going on. Both parents and pediatricians do not have to wait till a child is 15 months or even 12 months or 18 months to worry about the child's social emotional skills. In fact, at the age of nine months, a pediatrician should be able to tell whether an infant is on a good level for social emotional skills. For example, whenever I see nine months old who come for routine health visits, the first thing I do is to try to engage them socially. I will spend minutes trying to get their attention, trying to see if they notice me, and trying to see if they can elicit smiles. And in many cases, one should be able to elicit smiles or social response from a nine-month-old child. That child should be able to be interested in what's going on in their environment, in the consultation room. They should be following the doctors, the students, the staff, and looking around, trying to figure out what they are looking at as well. What we call joint attention. A nine-month-old has some, should have some robust social, emotional skills and cues. They should be interested in their environment, following every move you make. And if they're not doing that, something is not right, unless they're sick. But nine months old is a very important age where infants show their social-emotional skills. And when I don't elicit that, I deliberately want to elicit that before I move on to other things. So that social-emotional skill at that age nine months ought to be there at age nine months. They should be able to smile. They should be able to vocalize. They should be able to follow, like I said, your movement. They should be joining their parents to look at you. They should be very cognizant of their environment. So when that is missing, especially from a brief examination in the consultation room, I want to check that out with parents to see if they witness the same behavior. If they do, then that kid is referred to both the three. If they don't, I will also convince them to contact the local birth three and set up an appointment for that infant nine months to be evaluated for social emotional skills. A nine months old who does not engage with the examiner, with the stranger, has some social emotional issues which has to be addressed. At nine months old, I'm having a dialogue with parents on the social emotional skills and interaction with your child. More so if this child is a sibling of, of someone who has autism because autism tend to run in families. If there is a previous child with autism and, and I've noticed some restriction in social emotional interaction of this nine months old, a reason to escalate and contact both the three for a comprehensive exam, because remember, I'm seeing this patient, this child, for about 15 minutes in my office. I might not capture everything the child could do and relying on parents to fill me in on what is going on. Sometimes the parents will say, this infant is 
is very sociable when at home. And sometimes they bring videos of the infants interacting with other siblings or playing and showing all this socio-emotional robustness of a nine month. That could satisfy me. But I want to say that I am interested in that social-emotional interaction and robustness at age nine months. And if I don't see that, I am making a referral to birth three to the early intervention process, which of course they do by making arrangements with the parents to evaluate the specific child comprehensively, looking at their speech, social-emotional, and learning capacities, and of course model capacities. It takes time for Berto 3 to consult with the family. Sometimes it takes weeks and months. At age 12 months, I am reevaluating this child again for social skills, social-emotional skills. Has he or she improved in the way she communicates? Has she or he improved in their attentiveness to their social interaction, things around them? Are they engaged? Are they smiling? Do they respond to their names? Do they know what is going on around them and watching other people's social cues? Because a nine-month-old, 12-month-old should have a lot of social cues. Do they have that? If they don't have that, there's a problem. Any limitation in social-emotional interaction warrants a referral to birth three for early intervention, which includes hearing test, making sure the child could hear. And like I said before, assessing the child's social and emotional capacities, their communications capacity, and their learning or cognitive capacities, and scoring them to make sure that they are within normal limits, within standard. If they recognize any deficits, this is just time to begin early intervention. Early intervention means speech therapy, occupational therapy, and the teaching of learning and social skills and communication skills. Because remember, the infant brain is actively growing at this young age and all the neurons are still interconnecting with one another. So this is a time to actually actively influence the restricted social-emotional deficits that this child has. Doing this at age 3-4 becomes more difficult because of months and years lost. So the earlier the parents agree to early intervention, the better. And also the earlier the pediatricians recognize the importance of assessing for social-emotional and communicative capacity of infants and referring them to birth three when appropriate, the better. I think also the earlier a child accesses birth three program and early intervention, the more opportunities they have to get more resources. I have this mom whose son is four year old who went through birth three program and was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. And this child at age four is already receiving speech therapy in two places, one in school and one outside of school. And he's receiving occupational therapy and he is also receiving ABA therapy. This is a parent who is accessing all or most of the resources that 
her child needs to continue to improve his social and communication skills. Parents delay accessing both the free program. They also delay accessing resources their children need to improve in their social communication and emotional skills. One more thing, children with autism differ a lot in their strengths and their weaknesses. The parents are the first to tell you that. They recognize that their child is an individual with their own strengths and weaknesses. Their management is tailored ideally to suit their individual needs. Autism comes in severity. Some are mild and others are severe. Another thing to talk about is that some of the kids with autism have other challenges that kind of complicate their underlying autism spectrum. Some of them have anxiety, others have attention problems, and others are very hyperactive. Some of these challenges add layers of burden to kids and children with autism. And in real life, they require multi-specialists to navigate through some of these challenges. The multi-specialists could range from a child psychiatrist to a psychologist, audiologist, speech therapist, occupational therapist, and each one of the specialists might be managing one aspect of the child's challenges. What I want parents to take away in this podcast is that they should be on the alert for delays in their child's ability to socialize and relate and and interact with people in their environment. If an infant is having problem relating, interacting, socializing, and reading social cues, this is the time to ask for help. This is the time to contact both the three. This is the time to ask the pediatricians to escalate referral so that your child could get the resources and the intervention they need early before to prevent overt signs of autism or to ameliorate overt signs of autism spectrum. Especially, like I said, if autism runs in the family, be proactive and let that child get the resources and intervention they need early. There's no need to wait until the child is two or three. That is uh, obviously not going to help. Thank you so much and please share the podcast with your friends. Thank you.